Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Your weekend is not complete without the First Lady of New York Radio. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the Joan Hamburg Show. Sunday at 2 o'clock. That means turn your dial because we do a great show every Sunday. And this Sunday, I'm very excited. I have one of my favorite actresses who works nonstop all the time, Tova Felchew. She's going into rehearsal for Funny Girl. She's also doing a television series that she's shooting in our backyard in New Jersey. And she's also doing a movie, A Girl Like Him. So she's got all of these artistic riches coming her way. And she's got a book. In fact, if you're out in the Hamptons, they're doing a big book author event on the weekend. And she's there for her latest book called Lilyville, Mother, Daughter, and Other Roles She's Played. And then Meredith Vieira. Well, I love Meredith too. And Meredith is always doing amazing things. In fact, Meredith, you may not remember now, but she started The View and has done amazing things. She was on the Today Show. She's a great broadcast journalist and television personality. And if you remember, she was the original host of the game show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and co-host of the Today Show. So you want to definitely hear both our very exciting guests. And we have good information for you, where you can eat, what you can do. I'm going to show you the way to a really fascinating museum that not only has special art, but has a really world-class restaurant right here in Manhattan on 86th Street. So I'm inviting you to come along. You're going to get everything you need on The Joan Hamburg Show, and you can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter. We are everywhere, and I want you to come right along with me. So... Settle down and enjoy, because 2 o'clock Sundays means it's Joan Hamburg time. The First Lady of New York Radio. This is Joan Eats. I want to tell you about a very unique cooking school. It's called the League of Kitchens, and it's where immigrants teach intimate cooking workshops in their own homes. And you learn about people's cultures, their food. You learn to cook, you share meals and drinks, and each immigrant home chef in the program is an exceptional cook with extensive knowledge of their country's cuisine. Now, the League of Kitchens had to adapt when COVID hit, so all their classes were opened 
right online. But now, a lot of the instructors are opening their homes for in-person classes, and you can learn Indian, Indonesian, and many wonderful things. They're limited to six people. They're offering right now taste of classes on the schedule, two and a half hour classes in the instructor's home, snack, beverage, hours of hands-on cooking, a small meal, a recipe packet, and a shopping guide. These classes are 150 per person. Go to leagueofkitchens.com and we tried Indian dumplings, all kinds of great things. A wonderful um, fried rice, flour donuts. Anyway, it's a great thing to know about. Leakofkitchens.com. Enjoy. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the Joan Hamburg Show. And today, a special day because the one and only Tova Felshu is taking who knows what she can take. She's working so much, but she's back on Broadway and she's starring now in Funny Girl. And I love that. She's playing Fanny Bryce's mama, Mrs. Bryce. And you know, we had talked to Jane Lynch who played that part and is now off. So Tova, this is exciting and this isn't the only thing you're doing. I've had, you know, I had the honor of playing Dr. Ruth Westheimer in uh, uh, Becoming Dr. Ruth by Marc St. Germain uh, through December and part of January in New York City at the magnificent Safra Hall, the Museum of Jewish Heritage. And uh, Ruth and I very much would like to take that piece off Broadway, and I, and I hope we will. So we were working on that, and then all of a sudden, I got a call from my beautiful friend, Daryl Roth. It must have been. I don't know, must have been April, May, perhaps, saying, do you have any interest in playing Fanny Bryce's mother in Funny Girl? I said, I'm not uninterested. And I went to see the show and saw the incredible, <laughs> incredible Jane Lynch in the part of Rosie Bryce and uh, saw the entire production, which was astonishingly uh, wonderful and lavish. It's a real Broadway um, talent-filled extravaganza. And of course, I said I would, I would love to play the part and was offered the role at that time to replace the extraordinary Jane Lynch, who's actually leaving August 14th. And I will be taking over September 6th with Leah Michelle, who has oh, wanted to play Fanny Bryce for decades, literally for decades. And that part has marinated in her for quite some time. So she's going to, you know, she'll, she'll be a grand slam home run and it will be an honor uh, to support her and play her mother. And, you know, then we have these other astonishing talents in it. Raman Carmel, uh, Car, I think it's Karimlu or maybe Karim, Karimlu, whatever it is. He's of Iranian d descent. Yeah, he's a he's fabulous a actor. Good, yeah. He good actor. Right. And Jared Grimes, of course, got the Tony nomination for Best Supporting for his extraordinary work, uh, both tap dancing and acting Eddie Ryan. It'll also be my 10th Broadway show. And in May of 2023, because uh, Leah and my contract go right through to uh, June of 2023, 
in May of 2023, I'll be celebrating my 50th year on Broadway. Oh, my gosh, Tova. Yeah, I made my debut. Yeah, made my debut in Cyrano with Chris Plummer at the Palace Theater in May of 1973. Um, so, so, anyway, so that that's what I'll be doing in September. However, I was also offered two features in a television series, and I took them all, Joan. You know, when the tide is up and you're with good people. So I How just can finished. You say no. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Also, it was a it was a big vote for not having any plastic surgery. I mean, I think <laughs> I have the map of New York all over my face. I have so many lines, but it is no. You look. Vote. You look good. Thank you. Very Pat. good. Wait, so is this the series called Shelter that you're doing? That's right. I'm doing a series called Shelter by, uh, based on the books of Harlan uh, Coben. And, um, and I'm very excited about it. I play a central character that, that he calls that lady. In fact, her name was Lizzie Sobeck, but that's her backstory, which is a mystery mm. and cannot be shared on, on your fantastic radio show. But I, I'm basically an older, wise oracle for the the series, and I live in an, in a house with an overgrown lawn, etc. There'll be enough scary stuff about her that I don't have to be scary. I can just be wise. But I'm very excited about it because they are working with the production company of Funny Girl, and I'll be shooting uh, when I'm not performing through mm. November 18th. So that that was great. And then I got two features. And so I'm in Detroit at this moment, the day I'm speaking to you, filming a, an extraordinary piece called A Girl Like Him, written yeah, by... What is director. that? It's a, it's, I play the grandmother of a non-binary granddaughter. Mm. So let me explain what I understand non-binary to be. Non-binary is a definition of self. It's an identity. Like I would... Um, well, I don't know what I could compare it to, but... It, 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 the difference between a lesbian, a homosexual, and a heterosexual is that, but let us say, I'm, I happen to be a heterosexual, married to Andrew Harris Levy for 45 years. That is my sexual preference. That is the sexuality I, I practice. Lesbians declare themselves they prefer women. Homosexuals prefer men. Non-binary doesn't talk about who you prefer. It talks about your own identity, right. saying that I have a fluid sexual identity, I can feel male, I can feel female, I can make love with men, I can make love with women. I am fluid and want to be referred to in the plural. So if you and I were talking about a non-binary woman across the room and we were wondering where she was going to get, I would say, do you know where their coat is? I wouldn't say, do you know where her coat is? Do you know where their coat is? So when I was offered this role, I said, why not? I have so much to learn and to make sure I'm part of this millennium. I mean, here I am a senior citizen all of a sudden and make sure that I'm in connection with what's happening with the generations that are coming up. So Amy Weber wrote this, Danny Roth is producing it. Tina Weber, um, who is a partner of hers is another producer. And I'm sitting here in Plymouth, Michigan at the Inn at St. John's, which is actually mm. gorgeous. It's a seminary zone that was converted into How a luxury nice. golfing uh, resort. How so nice. they, have, they have a meditation garden. That's where I study my life. So I'm doing this picture. And before that, as a proud resident of the Hamptons, as well as New York City, I did a piece called Dirty Rhetoric with Julie Halston uh, for two weeks in July. <laughs> and we filmed it in Southampton. And I was very proud by a young, crazy, eccentric, marvelous uh, filmmaker named James 
Evans, uh, produced by Amy Guypa. So um, there you have it, two features, a a television series, and going back to to Broadway. And um, I'm giving every single piece my all, as they well As you always do. Try to, But unbelievable, I know. And so much of life is so confusing now uh, to a lot of us. But you're doing you're doing it all now. Tell me about Lilyville, the book, the mother daughter, and other roles I've played. I'm very excited because Lilyville came out April 13th during the pandemic in 2021, and I was invited, of course, to the East Hampton Book Fair then on its debut year. But I was invited back this year, which thrills me. And I'm raising money for certain charities. Uh, one of them in Palm Beach in January, and they just purchased 250 of them. As the gift for the people. So I was very thrilled. Basically, I had a marvelous mother, Lily Felchew, who won't be exactly absent as Rosie Bryce. There'll be be elements of Lily that are in Rosie. I can promise you that. So um, she lived till over 103. She was born in 1911 and died in 2014. And it it talks about the rainbow of our relationship. It was not always a close relationship and it was not always a relationship without challenges and great, you know, profound disagreements. But um, what happened is that she lived so long that we solved it all. And particularly in the last 18 years of her life, when she was a widow, when our father, my father had died on May 11th, 1996. From then on, um, I not only made sure I was a good daughter so I could hold my head up, when the people who gave us our lives pass away, I want to be able to say I did the best right. by my, my, my parents. It's that she was phenomenally wise, incredibly funny, and very resilient. She used to, at 101, she said, oh, the good old days when people were alive. I mean, she was oh, very, very, very um, witty. I, uh, I took her to, um, you know, she came to every show I ever did. Except she always said to me, I'm not coming to see you in the Virginia monologues. I can't say the word. Oh, God. Your kids are so lucky to have had her in their lives. Yes, they they are. And we have four beautiful grandchildren. One is named Sydney, after my father, Sydney, a little girl, Sydney May Uh Kirk Levy. That's my son's oldest daughter. And my daughter's. My daughter's daughter, Amanda's daughter, Camille Willa, her Hebrew name is Lila, which is my mother's Hebrew name. Lila oh, Malka, so. queen of the night. So, Lila. So, so that, How you know, life, life is good, Joan. And like yourself, I, I appreciate, I'm so grateful for every day I've got my health and my marbles, you know, that I'm still operating on eight cylinders. So, there that's, you go. That's for sure. And with all this, are you doing concerts or you don't have time now for one your one woman shows? No, I do. I, I am not accepting any concert gigs. I am hopefully on September 12th appearing with a young comedic musical group called the Skivvies. They're playing they're playing Joe's Pub at the Public Theater. No, it's Their great. I love is, they, that. Yes. Yeah, but they perform in their underwear. So I said, I don't think you can count on me for that. However, Joan, I do weigh 112 pounds. I'm at my tip and weight. I'm all muscle. Hey, that's uh, great. What are you doing? I went on Noom, N-O-O-M. I love it. It's in my phone. 
And I went from, I would say, looking like I belonged to an Eastern European gymnastic, you know, looking a little chunky to, you know, getting very lean the same way, exactly the same weight I was Uh in Pippin. So I feel like going back to Funny Girl is like being paid to stay to stay lean and fit. Yeah, that's right. Really, it is. It it really is. I hope to be tap dancing in it with Jared Grimes because I do tap dance. And I know that wasn't Jane's choice because she uh, is not a tap dancer. But I tap danced for Richard Rogers in 1974, right before Yentl went to Broadway. And and love to tap dance. So there you go. And what about that film? I forget if you had mentioned it to me. Armageddon, Armageddon. Time. Armageddon, Armageddon Time. Armageddon Time has world release on November 11th. We were invited to the Cannes Film Festival. Wow. I mean, you know, that was a thrill. I went to Cannes and I, I was uh, gratefully, I'd just done the doc. I was just, I, I was gratefully unemployed, so I was available to go to Cannes. I was doing a documentary in Venice, but it ended in time for mm. me to go to Europe. It was absolutely spectacular and an experience. It was unbelievable. And then, of course, I was with Anne Hathaway, who plays my daughter. Jeremy, ba- I love her. My son in- son-in-law, she's amazing. And I was playing opposite Tony Hopkins. He was my husband. So, I mean, it was a thrill. Can you imagine working with an A-team like that and, and James Gray directing and writing it? And one night when we were walking home, Andy and I rented an apartment, a uh, beautiful uh, two-bedroom apartment in, in Cannes near the Quazette. And we were walking home and we met James by happenstance and he was talking to Julia Roberts. So I got to meet in much more informal circumstances than when I was at her opening night when she was on Broadway. I got to meet and speak with Julia Roberts. It's just heaven. You know, she's a it's, very kind person, like Annie Hathaway, very kind, very kind. Unreal. So, Tova, are you going to give yourself a break before you step on the Broadway stage? I can't. I'm doing this movie now, and then mm. I fly home Saturday to, to be in East Hampton for the book fair. I'll take Sunday off, and Monday are fittings for um, Funny Girl Again and mm. Shelter, and I have a tap dancing lesson. I'm very excited. Aye, aye, aye. And then, and then we sail into rehearsals. The rehearsals are only five or six days a week, and I've got three weeks to get it together, and I'm going to get it together. I, will I have eat full faith. Funny you know, All right, I I'm can't very, wait very to very see you in everything, and I, I hope you're... I yeah, well, you'll call me when we're all in the country, but I hope your Dr. Ruth project gets picked up because it would be a great series. I would, I would, I would love it. I also want to thank Sonia Friedman. I've never worked for the British producer Sonia Friedman until this moment. So she was one of the spearheaders, along with uh, Roy Furman and I guess Daryl and other Broadway yeah. producers, oh. to choose me for Rosie Price. And I'm most grateful. I'm so happy for you, and I look forward to talking to you again. You've got to take a moment to breathe or two, but unbelievable. The one and only Thanks. Tova felt you. Go see her on Broadway. Go see her in the movies. Everywhere you look, she's there and doing absolutely brilliantly. I'll talk to you very soon, Tova. Much love, Joan. Thank you. You too. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. More to come. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The other day, we were talking about our favorite journalists, broadcast journalists, and TV people, and Meredith Vieira's name came up innumerable times. I've got to catch up with Meredith, says I to my producer, and she said, yeah, I've watched her on 25 Words or Less, She's always doing something, and you, most of you know that Meredith started as moderator of The View. The View, to me, exists because of Meredith. And then she became the head, the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the Today Show, 25 words or less going on now. And she's done some of the best shows with the best people in the industry, including her own show, The Meredith Vieira Show. So a lot has happened since I left you last. The kids have grown up. You're doing a zillion things. Fill me in. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you, Joan. I miss you very much. We we have not caught up in several years. And, I know. boy, all of us have experienced a lot in no, the interim. Right. But... Um, Big headline, my family's doing very well. We've maintained our health through these uh, difficult times, fortunately. Richard, who you know is uh, dealing with MS and has autoimmune issues, has been able to stay healthy. So he's been my number one priority, Uh, my reason for, you know, doing exactly what the CDC advises and wearing my mask and and, and, it's, and it's paid off. We are we are well, thank God. Knock, knock on my wooden table here. Right, and our son, that. Gabe, who was supposed to get married in 2020, his wedding was postponed because of the um, virus. But he was able to get married last September to the oh. wonderful Allie. So we're thrilled. And he, he's actually a correspondent at CNN in D.C. So oh, how he's fabulous. on his way. Yeah. So and you, he, what about the other one? Is he involved in it, too? No, our oldest Ben is has developed a startup that has to do with climate change uh, and the him. environment, and and yeah, and um, property owners and how you deal with climate change and change and make your home um, safe and responsible. And he's he's just starting up. He's in the raise money phase, and I look at him and go, I would never do what you do. It's not for the faint of heart. Because no, it but could all you know blow what? up in your face. But, it's but tough. He, My daughter does that too. She loves yeah. startups. And I say the same thing. How can you, I can't ask people for money for charity. It's something I'm very bad at, right? And Me these too. kids go right out there and well, it try. Well, it's a particular kind of kid. You have to have a, first of all, you have to have a good idea, but you also have, a, have to have a lot of confidence in yourself and what you've created and be able to articulate that to folks. Um, and I, I, and be, and understand that disappointment comes with this. Uh, and my with son, everything. he said, you know, I get it. I get it. It may not work, but he said, I'll, I'll never know if I don't try. And that, no, that's, he's I'm right. not surprised he went into that. Yeah. And then our daughter, Lil, Lily, she's marrying Charlie uh, next month at oh our my house. Gosh. 
You're yeah. kidding. So you're having a big wedding or? Well, it's a, probably going to be uh, 150 maybe. That's plenty. Uh, but yesterday all the all the vendors came and I, you know, wow. when the porta potty guy arrived, I went, oh my God, this is real now. You know? Right. It's oh becoming God. a deal. <laughs> Yeah, oh. so but but we're very excited for her. And very I mean it means a lot to us that she chose her home. It's a very sweet I, thing. So I know. I'm, I'm I hope it all works out well. I I I'm sure it will. So It's going to work out fine and it's you're right. It's a lovely thing that the home is a place that she feels so good about that. Exactly. She wants exactly. to do it. I love that. So fill me in with you you're always doing something well i've you know i started on my fourth season of the game show 25 words or less premieres in september so that has been it's been an interesting ride because it's an la-based show so the first year we taped on the uh studio lot where um i love lucy was filmed and i would go every day and on all the buildings there are low and they're they're not tall buildings, and they're all this pink stucco. And I think, mm. oh my god, it's like going back in time. And it was right. so cool for me. I mean, I drank the Kool Aid for LA. I, I love so much about it, and it's fun to be there because normally I'm in New York. And uh, and then COVID hit. So 2019, we actually did it. You know, the show on a set. Then in 2020. Uh, you know, our bosses were like, geez, we don't know what we're going to do. And my immediate boss said, do you have a, any place in your home that we could set up a camera, you know, mm. create a studio? And I said, well, we have a basement. And they came and they looked at it and they said, we're going to do this. And darn if they didn't, they did a fantastic job. And we were able to keep our show going. And because of COVID, it, not totally, but in part, people were home and they were looking for entertainment and they were channel surfing. And we found all the all these folks found mm. us and we were providing um, a little bit of fun for them. A half hour every day. It's a strip show. So it's Monday through Friday. And uh, we started to build an audience. Um, fabulous. Because they were home. Yeah. I, one of my favorite stories is. Uh, we we do uh, every show we have a fan is part of the show through Zoom. And so I'm talking to this woman and I'm saying, so how did you come upon us? And she said, well, you know, my mom and I have been obviously at home and we fell onto your show and we watched it and we looked at each other at the end and said, well, you know what? It's better than nothing. Oh, <laughs> I said, well, okay, well, thank you. Oh, that, and that's our new tagline ever since then because it was so adorable and it wasn't meant to be mean. It was just, right. uh, that's yeah, what I yeah. love about just people is they, they just say what they feel. And she was hysterical. And at the end of the day, she's right. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. It's such a backhanded <laughs> compliment. But exactly. <laughs> it's well, it's okay. television, too. <laughs> I know. And you've had more things going on in TV and started. I was thinking about that today. Some of the major shows and things that happened were because you did them. You well, know, you the, know, it's, it, I don't know if you're giving me far more credit than I deserve. No, but um, I've just been lucky. I, I've been in the right place at the right time. 
over and over. It's just, you know, nobody could predict. It's, it's been a funny career because I've gone all over the map. I, I started in news, then I moved over to um, The View and did that. Then I did Game with Millionaire. Then I was doing the Today Show back in news, but that's a hybrid. And then back into game. So I've sort of followed um, my passions at the moment. I've always felt like, why not? Um, I tend to lead with yes uh, most of the time. And I also, knowing what this business is like, thought it would be good to have um, a lot of skills, you know, in your toolbox. A lot of tools in the toolbox so that, hey, you need a game show person? I'm your gal. Oh, you want something for talk? I can do that. News? Been there, done that. So it just, I thought it was a good way to sort of beef up my professional resume. And, and I ended up loving them all. So it's been, it's been, it's been a nice ride. But you also were willing to pay the price. Like I have kids, you know, who are always calling sort of all of us about um, where they can get a job or can we help them, sure. that kind of thing. And they want to start right at the top. But you started in Providence. You worked your way to New York you've done a lot of due paying along the way. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the only way to go. I, it always amazes me people who think they're entitled to the top job right away. Um, there's a lot to be said about paying your dues and learning the ropes. You know, the only way to do that is to start at the bottom and work your way up and work really hard and 10 times harder than the person next to you. And, and maintain your humility and be a good good person because it's a small business. And for no other reason than that, it, 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 it's smart to always be kind. If you're, not, if you're not automatically kind, it just makes business sense to be decent to no, people because you're going to see them you. again. Um, and, yeah, but, uh, but luck also it played a big um, role in my career and then knowing what to do with it when I got, when I got those moments. Yeah, but even when you were working in Chicago, as I recall, yeah. you were a CBS um, journalist then. Yeah. And people started paying attention to you, you know, in Chicago, not in New York, and it started paying off. Well, but I was in Chicago for CBS News. I was uh -huh. in their bureau. I wasn't a local right. reporter. And the reason they sent me to Chicago, which did end up being a huge springboard, for me, I had just gotten to the network. Dan Rather was had recently been installed as the new anchorman taking over for Walter Cronkite. And I was based in the New York Bureau. I reported for work. But a couple of weeks before then, I had long hair and I had gotten a perm. I wanted some body in my hair and it didn't come out very good. So I went back to get it redone, which you never do with a perm. Because what happened is my hair turned brittle. It started yeah, to break it off. Sometimes they had blows up. It totally blew up. I had to cut it really short. I wore a hat every day. I started work at CBS oh, no. News in January. And then finally, one of the vice presidents walked by me. John Lane was his name. Ended up being a, a dear friend of ours. And he said, really should take the hat off. You're in the building. And I took off my, like, ski cap or whatever. And I uh -huh. swear to God, I'll never be able to prove it. But that was, like, on a Monday. He gave me a look. And by Thursday, Van Gordon Sauter, who was the head of CBS News at the time, called me in the bureau, the New York bureau, and said, 
we think we'd like to send you to Chicago. And I ended up going that weekend crying. Uh, I'm in this freezing cold thing, but I, I figured, well, she'll have to wear the hat there. You know, she'll be outside. That's so funny. Yeah, but and, as it turned out, that was during a recession. And the farm belt and the rust belt and all the Midwest was hurting so badly that I was on the air pretty much every day. So by huh. the spring, I had I was like a known entity. Like people knew me, they knew my work. So it ended. You know, the, the one time getting a bad perm pays off. <laughs> I had it. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. And of course, Meredith. During those years, she had young children. Many of us were in that boat, and we were torn between work and family. Totally. And how do you do? Some of us had bosses that would say. I get it, you know, let me try to accommodate you. Others, we would hear, you come to work, your husband goes to work, and you had to make a difficult choice. And when you walked away from 60 Minutes, it was a huge conversation in this country. It did. It did turn into a uh, a conversation on uh, news programs and talk shows and some people um, respected my decision. Some people vilified me for it, felt that, you know, I was a poster child for women having it all. And I had um, sort of tossed that away, at least in their minds, because of uh, my children. And but, you know, at the end of the day, I followed my heart. And I had again, it, we went we could go back to my son having faith in himself with his startup. I had enough confidence in myself to believe I would land on my feet. And enough um, love for my family or my priorities to know that if I didn't put my family first, I I couldn't live with myself comfortably. I'm not no, I'm not criticizing anybody else's decision, but I knew for me that you had what to the decision do had to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, that but that was a big deal and a brave decision from what many people in the news business would consider the perfect dream job. And it was. And Don Hewitt, I mean, we butted heads. We ended up friends years later, but, you know, he, he, he had no patience for the whole kid thing. Right. Because you said he had a baby. Yeah. His baby was 60 minutes. So we were both fighting for our babies. Mm -hmm. You know, they were just different. (laughs) But you got through it. And then I was trying to remember the view came at what point when you started as the original moderator. The view came, I had had my daughter, our our youngest, Lily, and then I was approached by ABC News to do a documentary series called Turning Point that was hosted by Diane Sawyer, and I think Barbara Walters hosted it occasionally, and I was one of the correspondents. And I was so I was doing long-form work and actually loving it, um, and... Barbara had come up with this idea for a show and she asked the people, the, the executives at Turning Point, both of whom were women, um, about me. And they said that she said, is she funny? And they, and Betsy West, who's now gone on to do amazing movies like RBG, um, you know, the, with, from nice. CNN production. I mean, she's done amazing work uh, in, in that format. She said, yeah, she's funny. She's a little like a nut, but she's funny and she's <laughs> smart. And so Barbara said I, she wanted 
She wanted a journalist at the helm of it. She just felt to anchor the show, and she didn't want to be that person. She wanted to be able to come in and out of the show when she felt like it. So uh-huh. that's that's how I got it. And, uh, yeah, and then while I was at The View, um, I had been nine years in, and the Today Show came to me. Oh, and while I was at The View, actually, The Millionaire came to me, Michael Davies, because, you know, they were moving it into syndication, and Reach didn't want to do – Regis Philbin didn't want to do syndication. And so this uh, guy came to me, Michael Davies, who ran – millionaire and asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, I love the show. So I was doing both uh, the view and millionaire. And then nine years into the view, I get a call from Jeff Zucker at NBC. And he said, I want to meet you. And I, I said, well, I'm kind of busy. You know, I'm like, I'm going from show to show. He said, I'll pick you up from the view and drive you over to your taping of millionaire. And on that two minute drive, he said, no one knows this yet, but Katie Couric is leaving. And we'd like you to replace her. Uh, I, and I remember, I'll never forget saying, which really, this is, you know, you have moments where you disappoint yourself. This, I'm, I'm ashamed that I did say this, but I said, aren't you skewing old? And I fought against ageism forever, but I don't know why it came out. And he said, no, you know, I, I believe in talent. That's what I'm skewing towards. Mm. And I just said, okay, touche, Mr. Zucker, thank you. And I, I was not a morning person. I'm still not, never been my thing. But he he, he was very it. smart. He said, Let, "Let's." Well, he asked me to meet. He asked me to meet Matt, and he asked me to meet uh, the executive producer of the show, and then somebody else. By the time I met them all, I just said, "You know what? If I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. I, I should do it." And I ended up having a. It was a fabulous experience, but I'm not a morning person. And after five years, I just yeah, said, I, "I'm. It's not. I'm, I'm living a life where I don't even sleep." You know, so mm-hmm. I, I felt I was constantly being pushed and pulled by the show and you're always prepping. And it just, I don't know. It was I just, too much at the time. It was too much. If you you have to really love it. And for somebody like, for example, Savannah and Hoda now, who are fabulous, they are morning people. They like that. Matt was a morning person. If you're a morning person, I think it helps a lot. I loved doing the show, but for the rest of the day, I was was just really tired. And I was going from the Today Show. I didn't stop doing uh, Millionaire. I continued to do Millionaire. So I was up at 2 a.m. And uh, then my day ended at 6.30 or something. Too hard. And was Millionaire a big transition from what you were doing to this kind of game show? You know, people asked me if, if it was or why I would do a game show. And I said, well, first of all, I happened to love that show. I, as a viewer, I had watched it with my family from the time Reach started it. Ooh, I mean, he was unbelievable in that role. And so, and it was also, why not? But as it turns out, the, the, my definition of the host of Millionaire, the way I saw that role, was you needed to, these people are coming on television. Most of them have never been on television before, 99.9%. They were nervous. It's a lot of pressure. The lights, the mute, the sound effects of that show were extremely intimidating and meant to be. And then they were surrounded by an audience in like a arena setting and um, with a spotlight on them. And I said, my job is to make these folks as comfortable as I can, as quickly as I can, so that they can be their best selves. 
They got here because they took the test and they passed it. They know how to do this, but nerves can get to you. So my reporting skills, my interviewing skills were essential. I knew how to talk to somebody. I knew how to draw them out. I knew how to, you know, make them the focus, make them the storyline, make them feel important about their place and comfortable in their place. And as I recall, you spent doing this, what, 11 years? 11 years, yeah. Wow. And the show, of course, syndicated thousands of episodes. Right. Well, when you do a game show, yeah, when you do a game show, um, like we're doing 25 Words or Less now, you shoot, it's an interesting thing because you shoot it as a block. So we actually only shoot six weeks in in a studio or now my satellite studio in New York and the studio in L.A., uh, um, at least that has been since 2020. So you have, you're shooting six shows a day for six weeks for a total of between 175 and 180 shows. So in that six weeks, you're exhausted. And it's performance. So you rise to the occasion, and you know how to do it. You pace yourself, whatever, and it's fun. But then it's done. You've done your entire year. Mm. And when I first got Millionaire, Pat Sajak, I was at some event, and Pat Sajak said to me, don't tell anybody about this gig. Because, he said, because it's kind of a scam. And he was talking about his, his show was the same. He said, I do this for a certain number of weeks, and then I go off and I golf and I travel and I do whatever uh, else he does. And I, I thought, you know, yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> and he's still doing it. And he's still doing it, and he's fantastic. And are you having fun doing 25 words or less? I'm having a great time. I miss being at the studio in Los Angeles because I made so All many friends. People. The people on this yeah. show are on the show are wonderful. On the other hand, we created this little satellite staff here in New York of just five of us. It's in my home. We had one of the the uh, our makeup artist Bradford Knight is an unbelievable chef and a cook baker. So every once a week oh. he'd make a cake for us. We would hang out it was always you know we did it in the fall so the weather would be beautiful and it was like being like at a little mini resort for everybody because it was just being at somebody's home right and you know, relaxing it was so laid and back and fun yeah and we loved each other we still do there's only five people and we were tested every day so we felt very safe and the whole thing and you're not traveling i remember in the beginning one of your reasons for changing what you were doing was you didn't have to travel that much. Right. Uh, when I, when I took the job with um, 25 words or less, I knew it was an LA show, but, and I, and because I really love LA and I have a lot of friends there and I love hiking in the Hills and all of that in the canyons. Um, I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll do six weeks out there. I, I think that's great. Um, but, but travel per se, no, the last trip I took, Joan, was in April. There is a cruise line, and now I'm going to blank. Uh, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm blanking uh, on the name. This is embarrassing. Don't um, worry about it. And yeah, but I, I, I do because I like to give them credit. Um, yeah, so they, they do river cruises, Avalon. and oh, and? Th- and they had a new boat that was supposed to be launched in 2020. Um, to go along the Danube. 
and they had named it The View. So they were in some meeting in 2019, and they said, you know who we'd like to christen this ship? Meredith Vieira, because she was the original host of The View. Um, they just thought it was a cute little tie-in. So the, the cruise got canceled in 2020, but uh, this past April, I was able to go, and I was able to take my daughter, Lily, and her um, fiancé, oh, Charlie. How they came great. And that was... I was nervous to travel, to be honest with you. It was my first time since the pandemic broke out. But the protocol, I felt very good about it and and the whole thing. And it was a very small group of people on this ship, only industry people who write about travel. How much fun. And it was, in the, you know what it made me realize, you know, how much you miss being part of the world. How, you know, you just, at the end of the day, what makes us human is this, need to connect with each other and it's it's not just over zoom you know no it's, and it's been a tough time to have it it's been a it's, tough time but fortunately things are great and as you mentioned in the beginning your husband is doing fine please say hello he's to doing him really me. well I'm oh yeah i know he said say hi to my girlfriend so you're high up on his list, I'll tell you. <laughs> and, of course, you've got a wedding coming up, so you've got a lot of great things. Thank yeah, you, I have Meredith. no reason to complain. Thank you, John. No, it's always I such a pleasure. I love talking to you. Say you hi too, to Judy. everyone. We'll talk again. Meredith Fiera. Okay. okay, everyone. I thought you'd get a big kick out of meeting one of your favorite personalities again. I'm Joan Hamburg, and, of course, you're listening to WABC More Ahead. The First Lady of New York Radio. This is Ask Joan. Come with me to a charming gallery museum in a wonderful townhouse with a very special restaurant. The new NEUE Gallery at 1048 Fifth Avenue at 86th Street. And this is a lovely time to go. The gallery is celebrating 20 years since their founding they're offering pay-what-you-wish admission through Thursday, November 10th. Usually, general admission is 25 and adult. And the Austrian masterworks from the new gallery's collection are going to be on view. There's so The Lady in Gold, you know, a famous painting, Gustav Klimt, you can see that. And you can take wonderful trips to the museum and restaurant. They have complimentary guided tours on Sunday at 3 and 3.30, first come, first basis. But let me give you a phone number just to make sure you verify the times, the date, 212-628-6200. I have had lovely meals at their famous Cafe Sobrowski with an Austrian menu and the feel of a Viennese cafe. And they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You're seated on a first-come, first-served basis. If you're going to have dinner there, and it's a special place, you, then you need a reservation for dinner. They have a summer fresh menu with wonderful locally sourced ingredients. We had organic pea soup with fresh mint and herb oil a really good crab meat salad with avocado tomatoes, spetzel with wild mushrooms, a Union Square Market salad, and then, of course, dessert. 
chilled coffee with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and cocoa powder. And on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, a live pianist performs during dinner service from 6 to 8. This is something to definitely put on your list. We love it. And I know you are too. The New Gallery, 1048 Fifth Avenue at 86th Street. And I'm looking at the clock. It's time to bid you farewell till next Sunday, starting at 2 o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm Joan Hamburg. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.